Welcome. This is Donna. And this is Andrew. And this is episode number 122 of the Circa 71 podcast for the week of August 9th, 2022. Coming up on today's show, another not-so-scary Halloween party date sells out and not the date you were thinking. Give, give Kids the World Village returns to full capacity, discontinuing Night of a Million Lights. And six, count them, six Disney Genio help videos now live on My Disney Experience. This is the Circus 71 podcast. So today's housekeeping segment will be me joined by Andrew. Andrew, thanks for coming. I live here, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so the first story we're going to talk about tonight is is one that really, really, really put a big smile on my face to see. I'm super, super excited to see these folks start coming back to um, the parks, especially Epcot. And that story is that the first Walt Disney World culture representatives arrived in Florida as the program finally returns. So there is a... Um, Walt Disney World ambassador Instagram account. They also post to Facebook, and that's where I first saw the story. So the first cast members returned to that cultural representative program um, and were checking into their housing, which is going to be in the new Flamingos Crossings area. And for those who are not familiar with that program, they are cast members from around the world who um, come down and they do almost like an internship on property. And they'll come in and they'll do their um, traditions training. Um, the first chunk of folks are going to be from Germany, Norway, Italy, France, the UK, and Canada. And we'll be um, going to those pavilions at in Epcot. Um, Mexico, Japan, and Morocco will hopefully be coming in the next couple of weeks. It is a 12-month program um, for folks or young people around the world Um Focusing, of course, mostly in Epcot. Um, but Andrew and I actually met a cultural representative at Animal Kingdom Lodge when we stayed there many, many years ago for our honeymoon, and then also doing the um, Gentle Giants tour. Sure. I don't remember at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I do remember the Gentle Giants tour meeting someone. I forget where was, where were they from? Namibia? Is that what it was? Yeah. So they were, I mean, that makes sense for them to be. At Animal Kingdom for that and to be working with, um, you know, animals that are native to their country, I think. So, yeah, no, it's 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 really cool that they're coming back. I've always really liked that. That's a nice kind of special touch that at each of the World Showcase pavilions, they have people representing the respective countries. Um, and I'm glad to see them back after um, the experience, we'll call it, that we had last night eating at Viennapoli. So <laughs> we actually joined Jamie and his family who are down here at Walt Disney World, which is why Andrew and I are doing housekeeping this week. Um, we joined them for a meal at Viennapoli, which is one of our favorite restaurants. We've dined there together more times than I can count pre-kids. And then when we just had Anthony and then it was Anthony and Aiden and now Anthony, Aiden and Peyton. We, we've eaten there so many times together. Always a, a really tasty meal as it was um, last night. But holy schmoly, the service was bad yeah just from i mean from the very start we we were seated it took maybe five ten minutes just for the server to even come over he didn't come with water or anything else not like where it used to be viennapoli used to be you know as soon as you sat down they had almost i don't want to say a bus boy or bus person that came over immediately and served you water 
right now they're doing just the server. Server came over, um, you know, kind of just checked in with us and then was, okay, yeah, we'd like some water. Then he left for five or 10 minutes. Um, and then finally, when he came back, because we'd been there for 15, 20 minutes, we asked if we could get the children's cheese pizza for, for our son, for Anthony. Um, and that came rather quickly. But then from there, it just was, it was downhill. I mean, Jamie and I asked for sodas pretty early in the meal. They were not brought until much, much later after the pizza arrived. And when the pizza arrived, we usually, because it's for adults, we get the very large quattro formaggi, very highly recommended by us. Um, but because it's so large, it the, the the person who brought it from the kitchen couldn't put it on the table because the server hadn't put the little stand that they put it on in the middle of the table, hadn't put it on the table yet. So, I mean, just, and then Donna and Val were trying to make it to the Fatone and Friends show last night, 645, and the server disappeared when we asked for the check. So all that to say, Andrew is happy that the culture representatives will be back. Those folks work in the pavilions, in the restaurants, attractions, and you can tell that they are from the respective country, not only by their name tag, but also by the costume they are wearing. They wear a more traditional costume um, if they are actually culture representatives versus the um, just the button-down shirt with all the flags and the white shorts or white pants that the other cast members wear. But really happy. Again, we've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. More things reopening, more people coming back. It's just a better overall guest experience. Totally switching gears here. We're going to talk a little bit about a new movie that Disney will be filming. So many moons ago, gosh, Andrew, I think the article said 2003, which sounds about right. um, Disney made a pretty awful i like eddie murphy generally but a pretty awful um haunted mansion film well there is is information sort of squeaking leaking out uh that jamie lee curtis will be the madame leota uh be in the madame leota role in disney's upcoming film titled the haunted mansion she's posted a couple things on her instagram that seem to kind of confirm this but you know without flat out saying it um it's supposed to be uh, more about the ride and not really a remake of the 2003 Eddie Murphy film. I'm hoping that that's the case. It definitely has the the um, ability to be really cool. The producers of the live action Aladdin film are producing this one. So hopefully it'll, it'll be a little bit uh, better. The one thing that I thought was a little bit odd, and I know it's the Haunted Mansion is not Halloween. I'm not going to sit here and say that it is. But they're releasing it next spring. They're releasing it in March, and that just seems like weird timing. Yeah, no, I agree that that's just a weird time to do it, I would think, to just generate the most buzz. You'd want to do it around Halloween. Um, I'm interested to see it. Uh, We Obviously, we saw the other one uh, because Don and I were dating at the time, and it just seemed like a goofy family comedy type of thing. And I hope that this goes with the producers of Aladdin doing it, that it's more of a I don't know, lack of a better way to put it, traditional type of movie and then stays, like Donna said, more to the storyline of the ride. So I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Well, especially after last Halloween, they did the Muppets Haunted Mansion. And that actually had, I know Anthony loved it, that actually had some, in my opinion, really cute nods to the attraction, most notably for me, the graveyard scene. The graveyard scene and the guy that played the ghost host. Yes. Yes, the ghost host. It had, um, oh, I always forget, the bride, because she was trying to marry. Yes. Um, 
she was trying to marry Gonzo's friend. Um, so yeah, I would I would say that's what I'm hoping that it's it's similar to that, but maybe a little more serious. You know, like you said, more like a lot. I don't, do you want I it to don't be need goofy? it to be serious, but it needs to be slightly better than the attempt in 2003. Well, much like you said, if it's if it's like the Aladdin live action, then, which actually was excellent, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, we we have not seen spoiler alert. We have not seen the Beauty and the Beast one because just we we can't. We don't think that it. We've heard that it's not that great. Um, if you like it, then kudos to you. But <laughs> we were a little scared away. But we we really love the Aladdin live action with Will Smith and um, I forget I, don't, I forget what the other actor's name was it was in it i think the biggest thing with and this is totally not what we're talking about but the biggest <laughs> thing with the aladdin um live action we were so hesitant like so many people i'm sure to see it because of rob williams being the iconic genie but i think will smith did such a good job not trying to be robin williams trying to take it his own way no i i totally agree kind of interpreting it his own way i I definitely agree with that because I think that that was part of the problem why we were scared away from Beauty and the Beast was they almost tried to pack it with too many stars, whereas Aladdin, it was Will Smith was the big name, and then there was some other like kind of like mid-level uh, actors and actresses in it, maybe some newer people too. Yeah, for sure. All right, the next story is one that's a little bit bittersweet, but man, oh man, it it's it's a it's a good thing and it definitely makes me smile. Give Kids the World Village returns to full capacity and discontinues the Night of a Million Lights event. So announced on uh, the 3rd, uh, Give Kids the World Village uh, put out on Twitter that they will be returning to full capacity after two and a half years. So um, their focus is on, quote, creating life-changing experiences for Wish families. So... For, for those that might not be familiar with this village, it is located in Kissimmee, Florida, so not that terribly far from Walt Disney World at all, and it provides families with critically ill children an all-inclusive week-long vacation. Everything is covered, meals, transportation, theme park tickets, literally everything in the, the little themed villas. So back in 2020, when the village was closed due to COVID-19, because let's let's be honest here, they can't bring critically ill children to anywhere with a pandemic raging and, you know, no vaccines and every other thing, um, they began a fundraiser with the help of Walt Disney World. They they donated 3.2 million lights uh, to kind of bring about half of the resort to life for the holidays. And then they sold tickets to the event. It was almost like a, a mini Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights. Um, and then they did a trolley tour for the other part of the resort and um, we actually did it. The three of us uh, went last year, Andrew, Anthony, and I. I'm so, so glad we did. But knowing that the reason they're not able to offer this this year at, at Christmas time is because they're going to have the whole village open. I mean, man, what good news. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was it was so beautiful last year. But it's more important that these kids and their families are, are able to come down and at least, you know, get away from some of the real world problems that they might have to face back home, wherever they live. Um, so, yeah, definitely bittersweet. But I mean, last year, just the lights are beautiful. They had food trucks and different events and games and stuff going on, a good fundraiser for them. And we were more than happy to to enjoy a little enjoyment ourselves, seeing lights and, and donating to such an amazing cause. Do you want to say what the woman on the trolley said? Or is that too terrible? 
It so what Donna's referring to is so we did it last year, and as she said, they were about half capacity last year. So half of the villas, homes, whatever you want to call them, were being used by families. The other half is where they decorated. They had the food trucks, and we took the trolley tour, and we were talking about how beautiful it was. And as we we're going through one section, they have like playgrounds set up, for, you know, that are accessible, AD accessible for some of these children because some of them are unfortunately wheelchair bound. Um, and Anthony made a comment that he wanted to go on the merry-go-round as we passed him. We said, oh, buddy, you know, we can't. That's for other children. Um, and a woman in front of us turned around. She said, oh, I know. Last year it was so much better because the the kids and the families, we were able to go over there and, and use that playground and go on the merry-go-round and stuff like that. And Don and I just kind of gave each other a look like, ma'am, that's not, that's not what it's for. Yeah, and that was just one of those statements that, like, I can't even say I get where she's coming from because I, I don't I don't understand why she would have been complaining at that point about, oh, last year's event was so much better because we got to use those things. It, it, the event was never for us. <laughs> the event was always as a fundraiser for this really, really, really wonderful place for really, really sick kids. So um, if you are still interested in um, volunteering or donating, Give Kids the World Village um, needs both. They need funds and they need volunteers if you um, live in this this Central Florida area. So if you are interested, um, that would be a pretty amazing thing to do. Oh, I absolutely agree. All right. Next up, really quickly, we do want to say that Imagineering filed permits for theming installation at the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Jamie and I have talked about kind of the the building, the installation, the whatevering, <laughs> groundbreaking of this restaurant, hopefully coming sooner rather than later. Um, so the the permit is for themed facades, which probably refer to the um, the concept art facades that we've seen, you know, like a big archway that says Roundup Rodeo, um, you know, entering kind of that, that dining area. And then the other one is for fabrication and installation of set pieces, which could be the character flats or um, other pieces like that. That'll that'll you know continue that larger than life theme of that area of Hollywood Studios. No, I think I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be really really neat. Um, Toy Story Land, as we Donna and Jamie have mentioned before, and I've mentioned you know off. I don't want to say off camera, off air or, you know, off to the side, off microphone that just that land needs a little bit more. So I'm, I'm really excited about this. And obviously, I think rodeo barbecue kind of goes along with the theme of Woody and and Jesse and that sort of stuff. And we've said this before, Jame and I, I just I don't understand why they have not made this a character dining experience. It, it would be amazing to for for people our age who grew up loving toy story for our children who have grown up loving toy story to have you know those characters at that experience and plus on disney side they're always able to upcharge it with characters no for sure and i've said that to both you and jamie i think it'd be really neat if almost like um like mini hosts different things um at hollywood and vine if you had jesse do the similar thing that she's kind of like the unofficial host of the of the restaurant and you have Woody show up and maybe Rex or, you know, something like that. Every once in a while, Buzz pops in, like something really neat like that. No, I agree. And maybe they will do it at some point in time in the future, but I think they're missing out on revenue and fun. Absolutely. Maybe Mr. Potato Head, too. That'd be cool. <laughs> 
I love him. Oh, goodness. All right. Next up, this this story, I honestly don't remember. I think Jamie sent it to me with like laughing, crying emojis. And that is the perfect summation of how I feel. I'm just going to go ahead and read the headline and um, just kind of go from there because there really is no explanation needed. <clears throat> Walt Disney World releases six how-to videos explaining Disney Genie, Genie Plus, and individual lightning lane. Six, guys. Six videos Disney has released in order to explain how to use this blessed system. If Disney needs six videos how to do this, doesn't that maybe indicate to them that's freaking ridiculous and convoluted? Absolutely. Way too complicated if you need six videos to explain how one thing works. Something that should be a simple click, click, click that you need to do all these sort of things just to just to use the service. So the videos are titled, What is Disney Genie Service? Okay, fine. Using the tip board and my day in Disney Genie Service. What are Lightning Lane entrances? Lightning Lane entry, purchasing individually. Unlock even more magic with Disney Genie Plus service. I mean, guys, again, why fix what isn't broken? I would have been absolutely positively out of my mind livid if after the pandemic they would have come back and said, we're charging for FastPass. But hindsight being 2020 as it always is, that would have been so much better than this crap that they rolled out. Oh, for sure. I mean, we've only had one experience using it. We used it in Disneyland and it was I'm mean, just some of it that, oh, everybody in the whole party's got to be in the park. And then, um, you know, you have to purchase it and then you got to link it up and you got to link it with your ticket and all sorts of stuff. But, Andrew, I will say Disneyland, we were actually quite successful with yes. it. Disney World you're, is where people really run into trouble. No, for sure. And that's what I was going to say next was that, yeah, in Disneyland, I mean, the first day, our first day in Disneyland, we were able to do, if I'm correct, 19 different attractions. I think correct? so. Yeah, 19 attractions. Not all with Genie Plus, but because, lar- in large right. part because we had Genie Plus. In large part because we had Genie Plus, we were able to get some of the longer, you know, use the system to our advantage to, to you, you know, cut some of the shorter lines so that, or cut some of the longer lines so that we could wait in the shorter lines. Um, but yeah, I mean, we see it. We saw it yesterday. We went to Epcot and people at the front of the line, you know, we're in the regular line for, for Remy and we're coming up and we see people, you know, trying to ask like, oh, I want to use this or I thought I purchased it. And you, I mean, you see just that look on the people. Oh, I'm, I thought I did it. And you see the cast. Nope. You have to do that. Like the cast members at the front trying to tap people in at the lightning lane while also trying to referee like, no, you did not buy a lightning lane. You need to go over here. You need to click this. I mean, if they're trying to having to explain it at the front of the line every time, probably hundreds of times a day. Maybe you need to fix your system. And the fact that this was Disney's response to the widespread complaints was, oh, let's make six videos to have people watch. Holy bejesus. Yeah. I mean, all the videos look like they're about a minute long. So I guess you could have made it one six minute long video. But I guess they wanted to do it more of like a FAQ type of thing. Like, what is Genie Plus? What is this? Like, it just seems like. It's silly what they're doing. 
All right. The next story that we're going to cover is something that when I believe it was Jamie sent it to our group text, I literally turned to Andrew and said, oh, my gosh, we just talked about this. So our sweet Anthony starts kindergarten on Wednesday. I can't believe it. I don't know how that's happening. But we went to an open house at his school last week. And like many other schools, there was a very large flight of stairs between the first floor and the second floor. And I turned to Andrew and I was like, oh, gosh, these are like the stairs at Guardians. And I don't know what possessed me to say it, but I was like, you know, however, however I brought it up. And I didn't say it in a joking way. I said it in a very matter of fact way. I said they're lucky that no one has fallen and gotten hurt on those stairs. Yes, for sure. Because, I mean, those of you that have not been on the Guardian's ride, um, when you are exiting the ride, you go up a very steep set of stairs, and then you walk maybe about 50 feet, and then you go down another very steep set of stairs. It's almost like when they built the building because they didn't want to uh, you know, make more room or do whatever. And I'm sure the stairs go over the track system, but just it's very steep up and very steep down. They did not grade it out very far. So we have said before, like, oh, somebody's going to trip. And we always say to Anthony, like, Anthony, you know, if you ever go, we told him, if you ever go up the stairs at your school, when you're coming down, please hold the railing. When we were exiting Guardians yesterday, Anthony, make sure you're holding, even though I'm holding his hand, Anthony, please hold the railing. You know, these are these steps are very narrow and also they're very steep down. So literally, we had this conversation with our son on Thursday of last week. I believe this was the next day. Let me check the date. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. On the 3rd. So no, excuse me. It happened before. Um, it happened before, but the story didn't break until then. So um, someone reached out to WDWNT. It's no secret that Jamie and I um, base a lot of our housekeeping off of, of their stories. So someone reached out to WDWNT and shared what he called his story in hopes of kind of giving guests, other guests, a, a little bit of a warning and a heads up. So he reported that um, on August 3rd, he and his mother exited the attraction and that his mom was feeling dizzy and unwell. So apparently, um, and he didn't comment as to why, she did not stop before going up the stairs. She did not stop on the platform. She was going down the stairs, um, and apparently her sneaker kind of got stuck a little bit on the rubber flooring, and she fell, I'm saying only five steps, because that's like a thank God it was only five steps, because it could have been 45 steps. She fell about five steps. She hit her face on the metal railing divider, she was bleeding um, and obviously in pain. Apparently, a cast member did approach her but did not have medical supp- supplies. And um, it took Reedy Creek about 15 minutes to come, which that's too long. It, again, this is as reported by someone who I'm sure was very angry and very upset. So it, in the moment, it might have felt like 15 minutes and it might have only been a few. Um, but apparently, passing guests offered tissues to, to kind of help with the bleeding and um, so guests continued, obviously, to exit the ride and, and, and pass this poor woman. Um, and according to, um, again, the gentleman who, who told the story to WWNT, um, one of the paramedics told him they disliked the Cosmic Rewind exit because of the safety risks and that his mother's injury was the fourth in that particular section, including broken ankles. Again, this is as told by a gentleman to WWNT stating what someone from Reedy Creek 
supposedly said to him. The woman was transported to a local hospital. She was treated for a deep laceration under her eyebrow, a fractured nose, a fractured thumb, a fractured ankle, and bruising on her limbs. Again, there's a lot of hearsay in this. There's a lot of, you know, oh, this is what, you know, they were told and, and you know, therefore is being reported. Um, my parents always told me the truth lies, some, lies somewhere in between. So I'm sure she was hurt. I don't know if she really fractured all of those things. That would be a heck of a fall in, in just, uh, you know, five stairs. But the bottom line is those stairs are scary. And if you are dizzy and not feeling well, they are dangerous. Oh, absolutely. No, they they definitely could be. I will say to Disney's credit, um, Anthony and I have been on Guardians maybe five or six times now. More than that, because I did it three times with you guys. That's true. So maybe more than that. I will say each time we go, it seems like there are more and more cast members that are at the exit, like looking, checking at guests to see if they're dizzy or see if they're off, anything like that. I mean, as soon as you exit the ride, there's three or four right there. Um, you know, in case somebody needs assistance or help with anything, um, as you head towards the stairs, like kind of out the the archway uh, to the steps, the exit, there's one or two waiting there, um, you know, if you need to use the elevator, if you need any of that. So Disney has people there, but I guess obviously they can't see everybody. I'd be interested to know, Donna, what what the purpose of the stairs are. are is it that you're going up and that there's track underneath of that kind of landing at the top of the stairs is that why they're doing it or what is what is the purpose of going it like is there no other way that you could have people because you're basically going up 20 steps 25 steps to then go down 25 steps there's no flat exit oh no you're definitely going over track or a pre-show room or who knows what something is under there so maybe that it just maybe then it's just poorly designed on their part yeah and i guess they're trying to get away from the escalators because the dang escalators are always broken yeah, I mean, it could be. They want to stay away from escalators because they're always broken. I mean, I will say that one is very bad. And as we've said before, the uh, Avatar Flight of Passage, the exit for that, just with how many switchbacks and you're con- like, it seems like you're walking forever to get to the exit of Flight of Passage. This one just seems like it was poorly designed with just how steep it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so wild to me to think that I had said something to Andrew about it on Wednesday. We made it a point to tell Anthony, hey, bud, if you're ever upstairs, it doesn't really seem like he will be because it seems, you know, his kindergarten classrooms on the bottom floor. And that's where all the specials rooms are. But we made a big deal to say, hey, bud, if you're coming down these stairs, please make sure you're holding onto the railing. Make sure you watch where you're putting your feet. Um, and then to have this story pop up later that day was crazy. So we obviously wish that person well. And just a friendly reminder to all of our listeners, just be careful, be mindful. Same thing we told our five-year-old, hold on to the handrail, watch what you're doing, be safe. And the last story tonight, something that's not hugely surprising, is that the first night of the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party is now sold out. Last week, we reported that the second night was when Jamie and his family will be there. But now we can report that August 12th is also sold out. So um, that's kind of where we stand now. Um, let's see. Halloween night, traditionally the most popular night of the event, sold out on June 30th. Um, and then it looks like just these other two uh, evenings are sold out. And interestingly enough, I had thought that Jame and I reported last week that um, Halloween was not sold out. But this is saying that it did sell out well over a month ago. And Andrew just said, I told you so, Jamie. So, Jamie, I hope you hear this. Right. Jamie, we saw him earlier. He was picking a few things up um, that we had 
were passing down to him, old clothes from Anthony or whatever. But so I had said, like, well, what about Halloween night? And they both, Donna and Jamie both had said, oh, no, 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 that wasn't so that we talked about that last last week. And I kind of thought to myself, like, hmm, I'm pretty sure Halloween night's the one that always sells out, like, within hours of the event being being. Well, it didn't sell out within hours of it being available, but it is interesting that Jamie and I talked about it last week and no one called us out. So, hey, listeners, if we botch something, please feel free to call us out because Andrew will. Absolutely. You can send to Donna at Pixie Vacations and I will read it and then I will call them out on the show. (laughs) Provided it ever gets to you, right? That's true. Don might delete it. (laughs) All right. In any case, um, Andrew and I are going to sign off for now. And Jamie and I will be back for um, our next look at Top 5 and 5. Talk to you soon. We are back. Or Donna is back. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) There we go. Continuing our Top 5 in 5 series. This week in our main segment, we are doing the top five rides we'd want to get evacuated off of. So this came up from, gosh, Jamie, I was walking in the Magic Kingdom and that was it. That was it. Uh, Okay. So Andrew, Anthony and I were on Haunted Mansion and we were the closest you possibly could be to exiting the attraction to be you know to your um, doom buggy opening for you to exit that you possibly could be without it opening and the ride stopped for a solid 15 minutes we could not go anywhere oh jeez so at that point in time you know your your mind's going everywhere you're like okay can i climb out of this damn thing yes I, oh can i say that i just did climb out of the darn thing <laughs> are you going to moo me <laughs> no i think that's okay uh yeah probably could anthony of course is you know why aren't we moving why are the lights on why do i keep hearing the same thing over and over again what are they doing why can't we go and there was a cast member jamie that was like two arms length away from us that kept her back to us the entire time like did not want to look at us did not want to say like anything to us like it was it was bad it was not very disney-esque so um yeah it was it was lovely so anyway um Eventually, the ride did start. We did get off. Everything was fine. And that led me to my idea. And I remember I grabbed my phone. I sent you an audio uh, message and said, hey, I have an idea for the show. I think it'd be fun to talk about rides that we'd want to be evac'd off of, you know, as opposed to being two feet from the exit to Haunted Mansion sitting there for 15 minutes. Yeah, not much. Excuse me. Not much to look at there. No. So, yeah, this is kind of like every I feel like every hardcore Disney fans dream of, you know, seeing stuff that you may not necessarily aren't supposed to um, see. So on my list, I obviously have our top five and two honorable mentions, but you have something. Jamie, I think that we should probably start by one basic question. Have you ever been evac'd off a ride before at Disney? I thought I was going to, Um, the show lights came on. Actually, I take that back twice. Show lights have come on on Splash Mountain yeah, um, for me before and on Test Track, but have not gotten a complete evalu- uh, evaluation. <laughs> evacuation. <laughs> no, we have not been evac'd off of anything. Same thing with Splash on more than one occasion. Lights have come up and you're like, oh, great. I'm so glad the house lights are on. Like, this is lovely. Uh, and then one of those two times, I remember we had ponchos on because it was the winter. <laughs> We were dying. It was so, so, so hot in the dang poncho in winter sitting inside that building. Um, 
learned our lesson there. And then uh, the other piece <laughs> that I was going to say, what? Because you couldn't just take them off. It was hard with the bar down. It's usually not that tight on me. That's that's why I started laughing. <laughs> um, my parents in their years coming to Walt Disney World have been evac'd off of two rides. One, I think we talked about before, um, was on their honeymoon. And the other was a couple of years back, they were actually evacuated off of the transportation, excuse me, the um, Tomorrowland uh, Transit Authority People Mover attraction. Okay. Um, and they ended up having to walk down a pretty crazy set of stairs that my mom was not too thrilled about but she was like i was not gonna make reedy creek carry my butt off that ride <laughs> so she went down the stairs instead and if memory serves me i feel like they were given like a fast pass as a recovery like a use it any sure. attraction yeah. for fast pass interesting um so i have two honorable mentions where how what do you have um i have five and then there was one other one that i was thinking about that i didn't write down but <laughs> Could be an honorable mention. I love our honorable mentions. We, we might as well just turn this into seven and seven series. <laughs> no, I only had five. You're the one who's cheating. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do my two uh, honorable mentions then. One you actually mentioned that I just added about five minutes ago. I was embarrassed that I forgot. Uh, Haunted Mansion. I would love to in person see that with the lights on. I think that would be amazing. That actually made my list of top five because I really think it would, would honest to gosh, be that, that cool. Uh, when I used to come down from Pennsylvania with my students, we did a youth education series program that included a backstage look at Haunted Mansion. We actually got to stand behind the dining room scene and we would have been like, the, they, there was this giant line, Jane, painted on the floor that was probably four inches thick. And in the middle, it said, do not cross show entrance or like something like that that if you had stood in front of that line we would have been seen by folks on the attraction because it was during the park day oh gotcha so we were like behind it and that was one of the coolest things to be so close to one of my favorite all-time attractions so yeah. that that made my top five list i would love to be evacuated off of that as long as i wasn't like on that like wicked backward backwards hill or something like that as you enter the graveyard scene that just for like the 30 seconds you're going backwards your back hurts i'm like oh my god if you actually got stuck there that'd be awful yeah or at the very end when you're near the conveyor belt <laughs> oh gosh and it, like we kept hearing the hurry back hurry back but we couldn't see her because she was behind us at that point uh like literally we were right there man i can't believe you were still able to hear her because you go through the hitchhiking ghost and everything after that or no you don't i take no no no, she's, she's the very last friend. thing. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. For some reason, I had those two scenes reversed. Um, my other honorable mention, I think it would be cool, um, mainly because you'd see Backstreet as well. Um, I think Frozen Ever. Hmm. Maybe. I, th I think it's more so, I mean, maybe not the attraction in and of itself, but. Um, because I know where you, you go essentially backstage is the, you know, escape hatch or route or whatever you want to call it. So I think that would be pretty cool, um, to see behind the pavilions in person. You should do the backstage magic tour. Yeah, we will at some point, I'm sure. So what was your honorable mention or mentions? Tower of Terror. Okay. I think that that would be a cool one. You know, obviously if you're stuck in the elevator shaft, it would be 
awful to sit there staring at a wall for Lord knows how long. But as you're moving throughout the building, because obviously here in World, the vehicle moves on a forward track as well as just up and down as it does in Disneyland. So I think that would be kind of cool to see the workings, the inner workings of that attraction. Yeah, I agree. I'm surprised that didn't make your top five, I must say. Did it make yours? I didn't want to say. Well, I just told you Haunted was on mine. Uh, my number two, actually. Haunted was my number three. Yeah. It, it, it was... I'll speak to that for a minute then. Um, yeah, I think... I've actually seen videos that people have taken of, of you know, the evacuation process. Uh, basically, the, the video that I saw it broke down right before the... Uh, yeah, go into the fifth dimension scene um and all of a sudden just two cast members pop up which freaked a lot of people no kidding oh yeah which i thought was so funny but um you know seeing that scene uh you know with the show lights or house lights on um i thought would be pretty cool obviously they couldn't film once once they were doing the actual evacuation process but just seeing like how they get people down. I'm sure there's, you know, elevators that we don't even know about, um, you know, to, to solve that problem. Um, I think would be pretty cool, especially if they take you almost in that like backstage um, area where, you know, you see part of the building that's, that's not, you know, themed, I think would be yeah. pretty cool. No, I, that, again, it was an honorable mention, not for me, but yeah, that's, that's definitely up there for sure. And that was your only honorable. Is that right? Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. So you've done your two. I've done one of my, I did my one and then we've each inadvertently hit one of each other. So we both have four left. Okay. I'll go with my number five and I did mine in in order. As did Uh, I. My number five, I would, I would be somewhat surprised if this made your list. Um, And that's dinosaur at animal kingdom. Thought about it, but I went with a, different animal kingdom attraction that i'll talk about next because it was my number five but here's the thing Um, if i saw one of those dinos up close jame i might poop myself uh, yeah i think the thing with dinosaur that i would find really interesting is there's really a not it seems very well themed there's all this lush landscaping but there's a lot of areas of darkness where there you're in a hole oh yeah that you don't realize because you're in a moving vehicle so i think seeing that seeing you know animatronics that are actually half of what you think they are um you know would also be super cool <laughs> if i was evac with aiden i don't know how he would handle it i'd like to think he would enjoy it um but you it know, would that... magic for him i think Maybe. I, I I don't know. I'd be more a little bit concerned that he'd be a little, you know, freaked out being so close to, you know, the, the dinosaurs or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think that one would be really, really cool. All right. So my um, Animal Kingdom major attraction one was actually Expedition Everest. I thought about that one as well. So for folks who have been on the attraction, you can see the stairway that you would take as you go, um, you know, up the hills and, you know, especially in in that very last, or not last part, that transitional part where you see the track is broken. You can't keep going forwards before they shoot you backwards. You can see stairs there. So part of me thinks that'd be crazy cool. Part of me thinks it'd be so scary, but still have the really cool factor there. Um, Plus, I'd love to see Disco Yeti up close. I'm not going to lie. Assuming they evacuate you at that point, yeah. 
Well, it's my wish list, right? Your, your fantasy, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Walk me by Disco Yeti, damn it. <laughs> you know, I just thought of it. This didn't make, uh, I won't say that in case it's on your list. Um, <laughs> but I, I had one that I just thought of that may actually be kind of cool. I don't know. Jot um, it down so you don't forget. That way, if we don't cover it, you can say it. Okay. Um, number four on my list is actually the one that your mom and dad were evac'd on. I think People Mover. Even though there's not a ton, you know, especially if you're in the, the main areas, you know, there's not a, a ton to see, quote unquote, backstage that you can't see, you know, from from riding the attraction or even walking near it. Um, but just being able to walk that track, I think, would be super cool. Like almost one of those. This is probably never, ever going to happen again. <laughs> so I'm going to enjoy it type of moments. Yeah, and my parents said that, and this is not a surprise either, that there were multiple different evacuation routes. So it was people in their car, and I think they said one more car were getting sent. They evac right um, near Monsters Incorporated, like Purple Wall area. Okay. There's a stairwell there. Okay. And isn't there one that's like, oh, no, no, no. I was thinking of one that's like a circular staircase, but I think that's for cast members to go up to Astro Orbiter, if I remember. Correct. It's, it's also probably the emergency exit from there, too, for guests. Yeah, it could be. I don't like stair- spiral staircases like that. Make me sick. <laughs> My number four? Staying in Animal Kingdom. Okay. Kilimanjaro Safaris. Uh, you know, it's funny. We actually were the next car to load. And then a truck broke down. And we were like stuck there for a while. Like it was an extra like 30 minutes just sitting in line. Oh, no. But see, if you were out on the safari, that'd be cool. It would. But I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think you actually get evac. That's why I didn't do it. I think you get towed. No, really? I I think they have a, if I, I don't quote me, but if I remember what the, the, cast member we were talking to said they actually basically have a you know a tow truck to if a truck uh one of the vehicles breaks down i think i'm almost positive that's true but huh yeah that's I mean, why i, guess I didn't that include might it be because, cool. yeah that's why i didn't include it because you, you're not getting off that vehicle no i kind of want them to like bring like a jeep jeep and let me like stand in the back and look around that's what i want uh like you do for the tour you mean yeah yeah they may no, I don't know if they do that because they still have to move the vehicle if it breaks down. That's the problem. Because mm. nobody can get a, a, get then the whole entire attraction is shut down, and you probably still have people on the on the attraction. When we did it uh, Tuesday night for the DVC event, it was awful. We saw the least amount of animals we've ever seen. We totally skipped the entire elephant area, so I guess they'd already put the elephants like back in their pens. I don't know, but it was it was weird. It was not a great safari. I like it. I get the, I just, I don't like the bumpiness of it. I really wish they would fix the bridge too over the crocodiles. I thought that was always pretty cool. What? So that way it would drop out. You let me get this straight. You just complained that it was too bumpy, but now you want them to drop you on one side. It never dropped. It just shook. Oh my God. It's too bumpy, but please shake me again. No, but it's, it's the side to side thing is not actually that that jerky as opposed to like a bumpy ground that's only going on one wheel. It's it was similar to didn't they have the same effect at like Backlot Express? 
No, yeah, uh, I'm back back tour. Tour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, yeah. I don't know how they evacuate, but I'm I'm almost positive the guy said that they have a tow truck. You just burst my bubble. Well, what'd you think? They're having you climb out next to the rock? Yes! Yes! That would have been amazing! Yeah, totally. <laughs> Makes sense. It's so completely <laughs> logical, I don't know what to say. Andrew just goes, they have you ride a zebra. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think you do to evacuate? That's the most ridiculous <laughs> answer I've ever heard. No, I, like the, the trucks they do for the tours. That's what I thought it would have been. Yeah, I, I, they may have a backup truck, but like I said, you know, maybe that happens, um, and then they put the tow truck to get rid of the disabled truck. That may mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, see? But that's, uh, see, I don't consider that a v- evac because you're just switching vehicles. Oh, whatever. Move right along. What's your number three curmudgeon? Uh, Space Mountain. Mm. I've never, to my recollection, in person seen space with the lights on. Um, I don't think I've seen it in person. Are you serious? I can't tell you the number of times we've been on People Mover and the lights have been on because it's down. I maybe once. I, I honestly can't recall um, whether I wow. have. Wow. I know for a fact I've never seen it in like the Space Mountain area. Um, it's so funny because space is, is an awesome attraction unless you actually see the thing. <laughs> I told you I rode it with the lights on two different times with my students. That would be, I wish, that would be awesome. But Yeah, it was very, very, very cool. Yeah. no. So but Andrew brought up a good point, though, about space. Because, again, we always, you know, we talk through the, the show list a lot of times. And he had said that he almost wondered if gravity would do the job for you. That there wouldn't necessarily even be an evac. Um, I only think in certain spots because they break runs in certain areas. So okay, so it's not like the gravity building. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. do that because then at at the end, all the vehicles would just crash into each other. Gotcha. Yeah, they would have to have certain um, areas that would. Um, yeah, where the vehicle would come to a full stop. Gotcha. And that's where it would be evac'd. Um, you're number three, I think, correct? Or, you grabbed my number three. You took on it. So I have two left. I have number two and numero uno. Okay. And my number two was Tower of Terror. So we're on your two. This is the other attraction that my parents were evac'd off of. And this one was on their honeymoon. Pirates of the Caribbean. And one, oh, yeah, that's a, no, a good thing. I was, I was wondering why you said you, you skipped over that when you were saying my parents were evac. I'm like, she never mentioned the ride. Uh, now that makes sense. So they tell a great story that I have no reason to believe is not true, that they were sitting, sitting, sitting like a really, really long time and thinking like, come on, this is getting crazy. And cast members came out in like hip high um, boots and pushed the boats while singing Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for me. So I would love to be evac'd off of this ride. I would love to see if this is still the, the process and the procedure and see if the cast members still sing because that would just be epic. I've seen videos of that. I don't know if they still sing, but that's how they have to get the boats. They do push them, which is crazy to me because it's just unbelievable to think that like one person could push a boat yeah. with all the weight of the people and you know it would go through the water, which is pretty um, interesting. 
So, which is also really funny because then when you're on a splash mountain log and it's sinking, they tell you to stay in the boat. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, so it's just kind of funny. Um, Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. You know, I I would have to see, especially if you got to go, like I said, backstage, um, you know, to see how massive that show building is. Oh my gosh, no doubt. So, all right, my number one. It had better be the same as mine. Okay, then I think I'm reasonably confident we can save number one for a minute and say that other one that I thought of. Sure. What might be, and I didn't really consider this beforehand because I figured, eh, not much to look at. But I think it would actually be really cool to see Rock and Roller Coaster with the lights on. And, and my reason for that is I've actually seen videos of uh online of of people that took it with uh the the house building the show building lights on and just being able to see oh my god when you're shooting out there's a track that's crossing over you to return that you don't even know is there and and i think being able to actually see that in person would be really really cool yeah, um, I'm not going to argue that at all. It was something I did consider, but they do call that building the gravity building for a reason. There is no mechanisms, I don't think, that would stop you from going once you were shot off. No, there's a couple brake runs in there, though, that I would imagine they would have to. Otherwise, the vehicles would crash into each other. No, I think you break when you are coming out. Yeah, maybe you would go through the whole thing. Maybe it's set up where there's only a certain number of vehicles. Maybe there's only one inside of the show building at the same time. That would make sense. Yeah. My number one, and I'm assuming yours, Splash. A hundred million percent, yes. I would love, love, love to see this go backstage. Um, I don't know if you could actually see the, um, what do they call it, Donna? Not the, the trough, the reservoir area. They oh, actually... yeah, like the water tank. The Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a, I think it's open air, so I don't think it's actually in, uh, encapsulated, if you will. Um, but I don't know what you would be able to see. And obviously, it depends on where you're being evacuated from. But Man, whenever I see those exits, I'm like, oh, I wonder what's around that corner. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, no, I just think that that, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of our favorite attractions. We know this. Um, it's a very long attraction, both in the you know length of the track and also the time it takes to get through the attraction. So being you know, stuck right near like the Ravens or something like that, and then getting to walk that whole area. Oh my gosh, that'd be so 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 cool. Are they raisins? Ravens? Raven? I think so. No, they're, oh, they're, Andrew said vultures. they're buzzards. I think Andrew said vultures, and now he's, vultures, he's sitting inside that we're both idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, although buzzards and vultures, I always thought were like interchangeable. He's very much amused by us right now. Yeah, I know they weren't ravens. That's for sure. Um. Right, that's so kinda, raven yeah that's very good All right, i will say one more that, sorry 
Oh, go ahead. No, because I was going <laughs> to extend it a little bit, but I have another thing I can ask you. Okay. So um, we had a gentleman when we first moved into the house here, which is now eight and a half years ago, and he was doing some handiwork for us. And he had been a cast member that was in maintenance and his area of the park was Splash Mountain. So we were, we got to talk him one day. I told him Splash is my favorite attraction. And all I can say is this is what the gentleman said. I can't say if it's true or not. I can just say this is what the guy who worked there told me, whether he was embellishing and embellishing is that the right word? Yeah. The story yeah. or if it was legit. Uh, he claims that every single night after the attraction stops running, they drain the entire thing and that maintenance walks the tracks to see if anything needs to be repaired. It wouldn't surprise me. But how, like, isn't that, like that, like, the fact that he said that to me and that how many times did this man, John, walk the track of, state, of excuse me, of Splash Mountain and, you know, get to see those, those areas with the lights on that we would love to see. It's just, it's so crazy to me thinking that that's legitimately someone's job. Although I wonder if they do that with every like boat based attraction. Like do they do that with pirates? They do that with, you know, frozen ever after. Do they have the water holding areas? Like we know they do at splash. We've seen it overhead. I haven't seen it for frozen. So that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's got, there's gotta be some sort of draining area. I mean, frozen could be within the show building. though. We don't know that. So, uh, but since we had a little bit of extra time done, I thought it would be cool. Our number one was both Splash Mountain. And I just thought of this question. You have to pick one place, one area of the attraction you want to be evacuated from. Where is it? I think it is from where the vultures are or ravens, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, you zoologist, you. Um, <laughs> So right past, you're basically, you know, right past the laughing place area. Yes. Because I think uh, you'd walk through that laughing place area. Yes. Yeah, I think it's on the right side, I want to say. Maybe it's the left. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where where that is. But I think when you get to the Ravens, you exit on the left. I'm not sure. Um, I like that you said Ravens. <laughs> Uh, that I'm pointing. No, you um, said the Ravens. When you get to the Ravens, it's on your left, is what you just said. Oh, did I really? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, what would it be for me? Laughing Place would be a cool area. Um, I don't know because I'd almost want to be in the main show building as a chance to see backstage. So maybe after, um. Uh, just to go something different, like after you take that first turn and you have the uh, like the overhead clothesline and you make that first drop into the show building. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's slip and falls or that's further in the attraction, but maybe there just for some a different answer from you because I'd want to be able to see like you know the backside of the area. I think that'd be super. Or cool. even that last scene after the big drop when you're right next to the riverboat. Yeah, the only thing with that is I think you're too close to the end of the attraction where you're mm. probably just, there's probably some doorway and you're on stage immediately. That would be the only um, thing that I would say about that. I can't wait for the train to start running again. God almighty, I can't wait. Yeah, we shall see. So, all right, Donna, well, I think that was a good discussion. You want to go ahead and take us home?
Absolutely. So this was our second of uh, our five, five and five series that we uh, are bringing to you with some kind of cool uh, topics, or at least we think they're cool. They're cool. We hope you do too. If you have any questions, comments, or have an idea for a future show, please feel free to reach out. As always, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.